This is an avocado, and this is a podcast that makes this an avocado podcast. You are now listening to The Young God, a podcast for the gods. I love Nigeria, but most times it feels like it doesn't love me back. It has all this wealth and potential, and yet its citizens still lack. Our roads are bad, healthcare is weak, education is whack. Electricity is scarce, leadership is a farce, and on top of that, the police shoots us in the back. Is it crack? Is it a spiritual attack? How can the hearts and souls of those sworn to protect and lead us be so black? This is why we protest. This is why the powers that be get no rest. So that we can get no less than we deserve. To remind those in power whom they serve. To take back the power our parents gave away so cheaply. To take back the country which we love so deeply. Like joke, like joke, we came together to make things right, to make things better. We put aside our petty differences. We focus our anger and indignation at a common enemy and a single destination. We became our own inspiration. We became each other's motivation. It's like we returned from a 60-year vacation to liberate our failing nation. Then the soldiers came in the dead of night to extinguish our shining light. Peaceful but powerful, we sat, reciting the national anthem in B-flat. Then they opened fire on us, just like that, brazenly blasting bullets on those they were sworn to protect. A betrayal of the highest order, the ultimate neglect. We asked for peace, but they shut us to pieces. We asked to be free, but they flushed us like feces. All that was left was a bloodied flag young Nigerians in a body bag. Before the massacre, they were just hopeful young people. Now all I see are dead people, victims of force so lethal, the crime and the punishment far from equal. They said it would be the end of the world before young Nigerians would rise up. They said we were too distracted by our phones to rise up. All it took was a spark and some bullets in the dark. And now we have our eyes up. No longer will we be ignorant and apathetic. The vibe is electric. In every city, in every citizen, by every metric. We now see through the political game. And nothing will ever be the same. So don't be discouraged by the mess and the madness. We showed our hearts. And they showed their heartless. We voiced our suffering, and they couldn't care less. It's all good though, at least now we know. In a black and white world, true colors show. Out of the concrete will a single seedling grow. So, treat your wounds, bury your dead, but never, ever bury your head. Lest all this pain and the labor of our heroes slain be in vain. Till victory, always. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rodney Omokache. I am the host of The Young Good and you're welcome. Thank you for tuning in. As you all know, um, we're still in the month of October. It still ends SARS month. And um, 
I felt I wanted to speak about you know everything that's happened one last time. And the first time I spoke about it on this on this show was a bonus episode, and it was quite dark and um, gloomy, and you know just me, you know, echoing the spirit of the times at the time. But now after a lot of time to think and reflect and step back a little bit from everything. I'm back again one more time to speak on the issue of police brutality and SARS and just the way forward for Nigeria. And this time I am joined by a guest that many of you have heard before and many of you know very well. And uh, she is um, a lot of things, but some of you just know her as an ex-Big Brother Nigeria housemate. Her name is Isi Lomo. And uh, we came on this show to have a conversation about about hope, about you know, an actual, you know, raising of spirits and trying to figure out the best way to to see and interpret everything that's happened. And I think Isi really helped me do that, as I did for her. You know, it was just a nice conversation uh, between two adults, two young people. Uh, who are passionate about Nigeria and everything that um, it is and that it could be. So without wasting too much time, I know you guys are here to listen to that. Uh, let's let's get into it. And I hope you get the message. It's really, it's really cool what we did, uh, Isi. Let's go. Let's get it. Wow. So, Isi Noma, we're back again. Yes. We are. Your second time on the podcast in a very, very short. So excited. So sure. excited are, to be here. Are we excited though? I mean, I'm excited to be on the podcast. I'm not excited about the circumstances around me being on the podcast. You know. Yeah, it's, it's been um, a tough couple of weeks. It's been crazy. It's been unbelievable. It's been historic. It's been... Historic. Ground. Pivotal moment, I think. Very pivotal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's still dawning on me that uh, on Tuesday people died. Yeah, seventy-three. Not by What's mistake. Not by mistake. Intentionally. I, I thought it was seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Right. 78. I was going to say, wasn't it seventy-eight? Seventy-eight. Um. It's so hey, good. I don't. You know the the fantastic thing and almost the kind of annoying thing about Nigeria is the jokes. Yeah. And. It was the first time Nigeria didn't joke <laughs> about anything, which was, and I, and in that moment, although sad, I felt a true sense of camaraderie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because there were no jokes. Yeah. What happened on Tuesday was ridiculous. I, how do you even begin to? And I, I think if I didn't see the videos, and maybe like people like my parents would have said, mm-hmm. these people really do this. Mm-hmm. They really do it though, pardon my English. <laughs> they did it. There were videos of these people walking towards them. And there was something, I don't know how true it is, maybe I should have done my own fact checking. But apparently it's true. It's, it's, you're not, you cannot shoot at the Nigerian flag or whatever. It's some or, or act of shoot. treason or something when the, the anthem is being sung yes. or whatever. Yeah. So then, really, what then does it, if that is what happened, if that is true, and you are, what then does the Nigerian army represent? Who are you defending? Because apparently, I know the oath is sworn allegiance to the country. Who is the country? The people. So then, what is the banner of the army for? What do you stand for? If do you get me? Yeah, I mean they're loyal to the country, but they're really loyal to the president. That's why the president is the commander in chief of the armed forces. So really, if he says jump, it's like to the moon, be going. That's really what it is. So, but I think one of the things that I like to think about is the fact that just the lead up to everything. Why this thing hurts so much is that prior to that, for two weeks, young people like you and I were at our most united. For the first time, we were on the same page about something. That wasn't Big Brother. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't Big Brother. You know, that wasn't um, trivial. Something trivial. serious. Something serious. You know, and that affected all of us in a real way. Yeah. We came together for the first time. We saw each other as as, as brothers and sisters, as a, as a family, as a, as countrymen and women. Mm-hmm. And then, 
So when it now led to this thing on Tuesday where the military shut down your own country, It felt like your brothers and sisters were shot. Yes. Because I was at, I was at a protest. I, I felt shit. I could have that could have been me, you yes. know. That could have been you at a yes. protest. Yes. And so that kind of amplified mm-hmm. the feeling. Amplified the feeling, especially if you were like me, who was there at the Abuja protest on Tuesday. That's some fateful Sunday, yeah. and there was tear gas and people hit. I was one who were hit. I didn't really popular. Mm. I didn't really talk about it. I never posted about it. I never posted my scars or anything. Hello. But I was beat up by five policemen with sticks. Yeah, while I was trying to run away. First of all, what does what does tear gas feel like? I was lucky. I was running with Jeff okay. of Big Brother. And I swear when he came to my feet, he picked it up and threw it away. So I really did it and then I was prepared. Mm-hmm. I had watched a video on, on Twitter where they how how you can use a shirt to and that was exactly what I did as we advanced towards them because what it was was it was apparent that if people had to come in front. So really, we were on the front lines, we're the first that we hit. Mm. And it's so interesting, I have a clip. As they advanced towards us, everybody kind of sat down on the floor. Everybody sat down, knelt down on the floor. People weren't even videoing. So I thought I'd gravitate them, and they still came. I did that on Nigerian soils. People who didn't, there was no violence. There was literally no violence till curfew was announced. Yeah. And so there was someone who has felt that I was like, oh my god, that's when they wanted this other shooting. Oh my god. That's exactly what, what if they started shooting on Sunday? That Sunday. That was exactly what was coming to my head. That DJ Switch girl said that she felt the, the shell casing fell on her shoulder. People were saying they were feeling the, the wind, the heat of the bullet past their ears. They were, and you are not in like a war zone. You are in a democratic, sovereign state. Yeah. And that is why it, it was the next day. It was like someone came and did like a, a huge ice bath on Nigerian Twitter. Everybody was just confused. And then what the Nigerians do? Joke. Because we were really. Which is why when people were saying nobody should joke, crack your jokes. Because what? <laughs> What? Because <laughs> the next thing is madness. It's madness. It's madness. It was like all the effort we put in. Zilch. No, actually, I, I don't see it that way. It wasn't, it's I mean, I was looking at it that maybe now I don't. But for okay, me, yeah, yeah. that day yeah. that that happened, I'm like... And then the things he said, the rhetoric in the, in the address was very, very hostile. Yeah. The rhetoric in the address was very hostile. How can you say that because we answered you on time, people think we're weak? How can you say that? Which further goes to show that you only answered us to, like, to just put some window dressing, not really to answer us. Because apparently SARS is back on the street right here, in different places. What was it for? And I really want to put that feeling like, what was it for? What was it, what was it all for? But then you cannot ignore the obvious pros that came out of this you know it's one of those things where you start it's called you know when they say confrontation is good mm-hmm. when you confront something mm-hmm. you find out exactly what it is made of mm-hmm. and then now you know mm-hmm. i think that was what it was for us yeah. as, as young people we never really knew you what it was we're up against yes now we do now we do and i think that is the the, the, the biggest takeaway yeah we what? have the gift of honesty of clarity now of clarity Absolutely, because in addition, I was going to say, in addition to clarity, I think on some level when you put out all the garbage, you can you we understood that Nigeria can work for us, because in the span of, in the span of two weeks, the kind of infra I don't, I don't want to call it infrastructure because it's not that broad, but the, the kind of processes and organizations and things that we put in place, and I'm not even trying to hijack this thing, but by women, but then. Leaders yeah, have emerged. Yeah, I love that shit though. Yes, but I'm not gonna. This is not what it's The leaders have emerged in their own rights, and in terms of what is next, we need to be creating environments where people like the FK Abudus and the Kiki Moridis and the Fouls and whatever who may not be as pronounced or as um, visible in media, where these people can actually come up and begin to do things 
in terms of office. I've been seeing youth development party. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's a real thing. But if it's a real thing, I will happily volunteer for somebody's campaign. First of all, if they call it youth development party, that's you're even trying. Like we cannot like we cannot be using the same the same uh, wording, verbiage. We need to that we've been using we need to yeah. switch it up. But um so it's good because things it shows in, in two weeks we put a process for getting people out of jail and feeding and healthcare and mental health care and all those things emerged in the system that ran and people came out and said, Okay, I benefited from this. Meanwhile, all these many grants that they've afforded to us, all the empower, I don't know anybody that Shared ever money. All, the, all the, trainer money, I don't know anybody that's ever benefited from any of this. Nobody. But then you, you know what else we know now? Mm-hmm. We can see, we, we know what trader money and all these things um, signify mm-hmm. based on the the news of how the palliatives were shared. Bam. That's it. That's what 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 we saw is how it's trader just, money. You should know that is exactly what's going on. The money, nobody is touching that money. Nobody yeah. is touching it. The thing with the palliatives, mm. Mm. I think, I think for me, when I when I when I when I, I heard about the unfortunate, uh, you know, events of Tuesday, I was, I cried, more out of annoyance and disbelief. But I think for palliatives, it really touched me on a very, it hurt my feelings, because during this lockdown, I fed quite a few people. Mm. Every day, I think for almost the whole time, I think I've read about 60 to 100 people every day. And you see, these people that are not on Instagram, not on Twitter, have no social media, I, I may not even understand fully what this COVID 19 thing is about, or its realness, or its severity. They were in, a lockdown was imposed on them. Mm-hmm. They were not adequately sensitized. Mm-hmm. Markets were closed. Mm-hmm. They were probably, they are more likely in the demographic or well, or in areas that they, or they, they might be harassed by police or even being outside. So some families were just in their house praying that Hong Kong would not kill them when I would knock with food. And so then to know that this thing was there, what was the plan for it? What was the plan for it? The plan was to probably use it for election bribing. That's the bag of rice that you give to people when you want to buy their, their votes. So now they were just feeling, oh shit, now we can just store so this stuff in advance. Yeah. Which have gone bad. They've gone bad, but they're daft like that. That's what you need to understand. And then also, that thing gives them leverage because if you have those things stored out, you know, you can always use it to... To... You know, for example, all these dogs that did nonsense now, it's probably from these palliatives that you just, you know, hold this bag of rice, I'm going to do some things. I'm going to do That's some what things. They, do. they use it as... That's what they do. That, it really, and there was this lady, I'm sure everybody that's in Abuja, if you're an old school Abuja person, you would know her, mm. Madame Okodo, if you knew her. She was one who sort of, 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 of inspired me to start, when I saw her everywhere and everything, and I really, generally, I'm not the kind of person who can see people go without food. I may not really be a giving money, giving shelter kind of person, but food, I feel like when you eat, you can see road to hustle. Yeah. So I'm always big on. But she, the way she was so, it made me want to say, okay, every day six people feed food, everything. So when she posted yesterday about the palliatives, that was the first post in the carousel. And then the following videos and pictures, and pictures of her doing her outreach. And then the caption, I felt for her. I felt why she was so pained. Because warehouses, of care packages that were, of course, way bigger than what she was giving. Yeah. She's not a president. Mm-hmm. She will do the one she can do. Mm-hmm. We just there in a room. I don't know one Nigerian that came out to say they benefited from from this thing. Not even one. I never saw one Instagram post. I never saw one tweet. Okay, this is what government gave me. You. The best I saw was somebody that they brought that government rice, that rice to, and the rice had gone bad. That was what I saw. It's so unfair, so it, it makes you think what is the core of the issue with Nigeria? What is the, what is the middle? What's, what is it? I was on Osasu's show one day, in fact recently, in fact the week before the protest started, mm-hmm. the weekend, I was there on a Saturday, Sunday the protest started. Okay. 
And she, so she asked me this question, what does Nigeria need to do to you know, be better? And what I answered is the answer to this question you just asked now. Basically, we don't have people who care. That's the basic foundation of anything. We don't have people who care about the suffering of others. We don't have people who care about you know, progress and making the collective move together. All we have are people that care about themselves and holding on to power and being able to say that they can, you know, just control things. Mm-hmm. And that's once and like I said, the last person who cared for Nigeria, for us, for you and I, mm-hmm. even without us being alive, mm-hmm. was Abiola. I, I read about okay, his story. Obasanjo was just like them. It's just like Obasanjo now. The guy has he has the benefit of stepping out of power and maybe he has seen like damn I fucked up. I have a sense of that in, in I feel like even when Obasanjo was president, there was a movement forward. I would say when Obasanjo was president, at least at least we can credit him with bringing us into the technological and digital age. You can say that he set up most of these, I don't want to say infrastructure, but most of these, um, when I say ministries, it was under his government that we had things like NAFDAQ and this and yeah, that. Yeah, he, he did his job, but he didn't, he didn't clear the rot. Abiola would, have, the rot? Abiola would have made sure there was no rot. He had the people in mind and he won legitimately. He was the people's champion mm-hmm. and then the military killed him. They killed him, and I think that was probably, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Because b- before him, we had gone through some shit. Mm-hmm. Then finally, we we're supposed to have the democratically elected thing, and then you know, they took that, and they took it away. Mm-hmm. And so we have we have a shortage of people who actually care. From and for those that do care, they are not giving us a real seat at the table. And mm-hmm. we're gonna say pick his Daniel and make him police ambassador. I don't need a titular role. I need for us to have a real seat at the table. Even if, even if we have us at the table, like people within our, our, our generation or whatever, mm-hmm. the key is, do they care? Because I'm not even looking for someone who is our age. That's not the main thing. The main thing is you look at someone that has character, mm-hmm. that can lead. Mm-hmm. You know what we lacked this whole thing? When this, when this um, what do you call it? This lucky massacre happened. What we needed at that point in time, especially when we didn't have our president speaking to us, mm-hmm. We need someone that we would listen to. That would yes, that would have spoken to everybody and given us words of encouragement, of wisdom, you know, calming. And that was not a clergyman. Yeah. Or was not a, you know part I, of the struggle. Yeah. Part of the struggle. And so then I think in all this talking, I think the question we both I'm sure we both have now is, okay, now the, the madman has addressed us. He has told us to stop making noise. Yeah. He has basically threatened us. Yeah. What are we okay today? What are we doing next today? Well, you you do what any movement does when they have stepped out and tried to do things the right way, and they've been beat down. Mm-hmm. You 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 stay in the shadows and you and you, you yeah you stay in the shadows and you find ways mm-hmm. of of you know creating something that fighting a battle so that they cannot they can they cannot, cannot attack see. you yeah on the same because we what we did was we we fought them on their own. Turf, on the own turf. playing field. We and have to go back and do it our way. Yeah, we have to find our own way, a way that, you know, um, doesn't put anyone, like, doesn't give them anybody to target exactly. at. Which was cool because um, that was the initial way we were yeah, doing we things. Yeah, we didn't have you know, a leader. Without any point person, but mm-hmm. we still needed someone who just speak, not say, I think, this is what we I do. think Nigerians were so wary about picking a point person because again, 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 you know, growing up here or being Nigerian, they, they, they feed you with this narrative that you, you can't trust each other. And so even while we're seeing all the great, great things we're doing for each other, clearly, I think this, this government, being part of this government has ingrained Nigerians with a certain level of pessimism and skepticism about leadership, about each other, even, that even though we could see this is what we are doing for each other, we all kind of, or people, or we all kind of felt that if you pick one person now, you do that person behind closed doors, slap that person 20 million, that person will keep quiet. Yeah. That's what we all felt, and that's the truth. Yeah. And that is why it was very important for us to say, we don't get leader, so that there's nobody for them to corner. Yeah. At the same time, like you said, 
I think a, a voice or group of voices is necessary. Yeah. It's necessary because think of it, think of it. We're just running around like headless chicken after mm-hmm. the Lucky Masker. Mm-hmm. That's like we're all just running around. Like- that was um, the, the 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 unfortunate thing. So you, like everyone was feeling all kinds of emotions, anger, pain, mm-hmm. despair, fear, and there was nothing. This is, these are where, these are the moments that leaders are born. Rise up and are born, but then in a system where we we are, I mean, we are even the butter generation. You know what I mean? All mm-hmm. our parents have giving us very fantastic lives and so even though we are they've seen worse than this this is the, the, the worst we've seen. we've seen and we are very fragile we are very so fragile. this was enough to just we are very we fragile. are very fragile mm-hmm. we are a very fragile generation. very fragile generation very fragile a generation that's already dealing with mental health disease and they know this and, and they know this and so they know that what they did would have an effect they know that most of us cannot stand to look at dead bodies and brains and things on the floor and even me that is a very tough chick two days ago i'm like you know what twitter i gotta chill i can't be seeing this every day yeah i can't be seeing this every day and so therefore, I don't want Nigerians to be hopeless, but at the same time, I don't feel like I have the right to tell people not to be hopeless because I really do feel hopeless. I, that's how I feel, yeah. quite frankly. And I've been trying to get myself out of it because I know there are people that listen to the things I say and I'm trying to put out. But I don't, I'm also confused and I don't know. Yeah. And so then I think, okay, what did we demand for? Police reform. What exactly does police reform look like? Salaries, but think about it, Rodney. Is it really about their salaries? Because you and I don't make enough money. Do we steal? No. Do we rob? No. We will never make enough money. Yeah. We will never make enough money. Is it really about their salaries? Yes, salaries, please, because it's, the salaries are ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. And even as you move to the ranks, there's no. It's like a two-pay difference. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw the shit. I saw. <laughs> It's is, pathetic. Is that really it? It's not about the salaries. I would say something I haven't heard anybody say before. I said it on my on my Instagram live. Apart from salary, there needs to be a police internal affairs review board if there is not one already. I reckon there is one, but they are in the police. For sure. It needs to be a separate entity of lawyers, HR professionals, governors, whatever, specialists, whatever who check what the police do in terms of for every person that is brought into area one police station what happened from the receipt it needs to be an entity that cannot be intimidated by but there really can there be anything that does not have government that government will not try oh, I'm stressed yeah you know you know um, like thinking of Nigeria's problems is not for the faint of heart like because it's not like there are solutions there are, there are solutions to it I think Nigerians problems. It's not like we cannot think about the solutions. Mm. It's the countermeasures to prevent these solutions from being. It's the countermeasures because it's a great idea, a police review board, fantastic idea. Okay, now how do we keep them honest? That is where the work comes in. That is how do we keep them honest? That is where it comes in. You know, and so when you think about it, you are like. It's such a huge thing. It's such a huge thing. And that's why I asked, that's why I asked at the core, what is the issue? At the, at the middle, at the middle, is it great? Is it that our leaders are really not educated? That's is it. it that? You're saying it. That's it. Are they really, really not educated? Combine all of that. Combine all of that with the fact that they don't care. And you get a cocktail that is messed up. But let me tell you why I'm hopeful and why, why I'm not... Um, to well, well obviously I'm, I'm concerned but I have some glimmer of hope somewhere I'm holding on to and it's yeah. because I've looked at history and I've seen less equipped countries going through 10 times what we're going through overcome and get through it I've seen how South Africa overcame apartheid I've been to I've lived in South Africa I know like the scars they live with they have apartheid was crazy yeah. even though it took they had a leader and it took him 27 years to figure out how to fix it. So this is not a thing that we have to, we have to like expect it's, it will be done tomorrow. We look at um, Germany, 
Nazism, and we, they killed 12 million Jews. We have we lost eight people, mm-hmm. and we're losing our minds, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. But but you're, you're in comparison. Yeah. Comparing that, that there are things that have happened that we have overcome as a human race that are worse than this. So we cannot afford to lose hope based on this. If we're losing hope based on this, then like we're too fickle, maybe. Yeah, and we're not ready for even the bigger fight. Yeah, but then I have something you said made me want to ask you a question. In this, in this, in this whole, you know, this, there's a lot of videos and stuff has been circulating that has made me think of thing on a more think of things on a more. I like to see myself as a global thinker, and global more of a global citizen. Sure. And so therefore, when I started seeing those videos, it then made me think of how it seems like Africa is burning mm-hmm. there's something happening in Congo something happening in um, everywhere is having their own little thing and then it brings me to the question of every every seems to be something happening everywhere in Congo in every corner Namibia Libya and everything right now yeah. and it makes me think is is Nigeria's problem an Africa problem is it is this thing because I have been saying a lot of colonialism rhetoric and what we're left with and the scars and then that and I'm just trying to explore that thought. Do, do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Is, is it a thing where more than just Nigeria, more than Congo, more than Libya, as Africans, as Africa as a continent? What do we need to be doing to get ourselves out of this periphery? Because if you do international relations and politics, international relations and diplomacy, you will understand that the West will forever be hell-bent on keeping Africa in the position that it is in. Mm. And that is the position of the provider of the raw material. Simply put, cheap labor. Cheap labor. That is what Africa is to the West. So now, moving forward as Africans, can we because I saw a tweet, I saw a tweet from somebody from Congo who said, I'm sure everybody has seen that tweet. Um, what Nigerians need to understand that ESA is just not about Nigeria, it's about Africa. We have police brutality in our own countries too. We have these. So as Africans, part of next steps, can we say that as African youth in general, should we start building these channels? and networks where we push we try to push Africa out of that place is that a tall thing to do you think that that would have any bearing do you, do you understand what I'm trying to say I understand what you're saying I do what do you think I think that this is what they call standing too close to the elephant mm-hmm. and when you stand too close to an elephant big, all you huge. see is just this yes, yes, yes. texture in front of you yes. but if you step back you now see oh, the, the, the full thing. elephant yes. and you know what yes. it is yes. so for me it's like looking at history you forget that Europe has had its dark ages mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was something called dark ages I which was the renaissance and which was crazy that, yeah. and then from there they transitioned into the renaissance mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then from there into the industrial revolution mm-hmm. and then, things like that mm-hmm. so I feel like Africa is in that stage where we're still really just figuring out our identity and how we want to be and you know we've come from where it was like think of it like, oppressed and colonized yeah there's been progress but it's just that progress is hard and change is hard you think of it there was slavery there was slave trade and then somehow we're able to get over that now it's like colonialism which but is neo, like neo-colonialism of the mind so it's, it's a phase right that's mm. you gotta see that way. you gotta see it as things that that happen but it's leading us because it gets progressively milder in terms of the effects of on you know people mm. so yeah. I'm seeing it as a thing that okay we're in this phase where we're fighting for this and it's just the necessary fights mm-hmm. to take to, to build something mm-hmm. you look at like America for example mm-hmm. they fought the British to get their independence mm-hmm. they know what that was like it mm-hmm. was a 40 year 50 100 year battle mm-hmm. to get that mm-hmm. and then finally they, they arrived at this point mm-hmm. where they've been prospering for like 200 years and now there's Trump who's who's kind of fuck everything up who's doing and undoing yeah so you gotta see it as a phase because if you don't see it if you see it as something that is just a huge burden now and it yeah. cannot be done then we're done and I think I need to add because you know our generation of millennials are quite pig-headed and proud and I think most of us expect that this is a change that we may see in our lifetime mm. and, and something that's a reality that I think we need to we need to understand that little drops fill the buckets I guess I think maybe yeah. that's why Thinking about it the way you put it now, 
my mind is more at ease because like you, you said I was looking at it from beside the elephant. Yeah. But taking a step back, it's it seems more it calms your mind. Because you don't see mind. such a yeah. behemoth. And so therefore you understand that the little steps you take, you know. Yeah, because you know forget, we, we we got this guy scared. We did. They did not we did. Ex- they didn't expect, expect it. They didn't expect yeah. it. Yeah. So they felt they had to respond with you know, this, this, prop- this proportionate force yeah. to kill it. Yeah. And that let us know that we've made an impact. An impact. All we got to do now is just, you know, the main thing, whether or not we like um, do another protest or do something grand, the most important thing now is to stay off the back of this and progress the right way. Stay united, stay together. Like, remember that it's us against them, not us against us. Yes, because that's what they're trying to do now. Yeah. And thank you. I was gonna ask the question: mm-hmm. What is the place for education in all this? Mm. Education is Huge. the shit. Huge. It's the sh- Huge. Whoa. Huge. You know what? I was talking to someone, and someone just just gave an idea. Like, imagine we're running for like we have a political party, right? And based on how we we were able to raise money through the Feminist Coalition, raised almost 200 million naira. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we now had a proper political party that everyone could get behind, mm-hmm. and we raised even maybe like five times that, mm-hmm. and we decided that a portion of that money is going to go towards going to all these places and educating people on what the government is about. Why they should care, why they, should why care. they shouldn't sell their vote. Why they shouldn't sell their vote. That's like, that would change the game. Completely, because which is what I love, I love, I love, I love. I, I, I love this uh, thing that's going around where people are saying, I, think, I don't know why people are going to switch it Now, let's get back to basics. Yeah. If you are from Onichal, in that village, go back once a year. Go to your people, the people that are not on Twitter, people that are not on Instagram, speak the language. Yes. I feel like, you know, my, my dad now gave me another argument to that which he said what you don't know you don't miss if you are born in a city this is all you know mm. this is your worldview you don't know it can ever be more than this mm-hmm. would you be inclined to listen to me who is come to tell you this is you should care about this this can give you a better life mm. so you live in the village you eat in the morning you eat in the night you eat in the afternoon you go you sleep under the breeze there's lights on this there's light on this but you you don't you think you think you are living an okay life, but you don't know that it can be better because that's just all you know. Yeah. How do you know? We have to find a way to reach those people. And that's why we're fucking smart. See, we, we, we've done everything. A lot of us have communication degrees, mm-hmm. marketing degrees, so, especially branding now, degrees. So many. So many. I'm sure we can think of So something. we can figure out a way to communicate <laughs> yes. in a way that these people this understand. Will get us. Do you get? And another thing that, that needs to happen is. Um, this this movement was just the youth going at the government. Now we need to find ways to partner or to, to, to be mentored by well-meaning elders who understand how politics in Nigeria works. Because yeah. we are vastly inexperienced in that way. So that's why people like FK and I Co... I mean, is it inexperienced or it's just a lack of not... Really, not really. You, you know, you know, you know. The phone pressing coconutted generation, as fantastic as we are, mm. sometimes don't go the extra mile to. So, are we? Are we for ourselves trying to understand policy? And me, for me, because I of the nature of my job, I need to know the constitution. I need to mm. know policy. I need to know labor law. I need to know these things. I need to know these yeah. things. But you, that's just Obi, who has his his, his electronic stores. Are you trying to understand whatever policy they are, whatever kind of new tariff, whatever? Are you trying to understand it for yourself? No, no, not even the policies. I'm, I'm speaking more about if you're going to change the system, you have to understand it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to speak, we have to, to partner with people who understand the system but are against it. Mm. Not those who maybe benefit from the system. We have to find elders, people who maybe in their own little corner they've retired somewhere and they are they are annoyed just like us and yes, they're willing to exactly and they're yeah. willing to to educate and to help those who will now be the leaders of this whole thing yeah. and say okay this is how you can do it this is how you you know so that they can avoid those pitfalls yeah. that get leaders in trouble and get people in trouble I think a huge thing too is a character thing I think falling off the back of this i think we all need to do better with our character and the way we really 
it's a character thing because mm. I can't see any other reason but a character flaw for somebody deciding to hoard palliatives. It's a it's a character issue. Yeah. I think we all need to find a way be, be between ourselves. I, I don't know where to find it because it's easy. If if I'm your friend and you see me behaving in a way that is not the best, you should call me out about it. So even within our our circles, we need to start listening to what our friends really say. But in this, and start listening in, to what they feel because these are people that are going to come up and be leading this this new Nigeria that we want to build. And as a generation who will soon start having kids, how are you teaching? What are they teaching them in schools? Because when I was in second school, they never taught me about group <laughs> Yeah. But these are things you need to know. They never taught me about all these things. They never taught me about all these things. Yeah. And so therefore, I think all of us have different areas. We may think we don't have areas or spheres of influence, but we probably do mm-hmm. when you sit and think about it. I think we need to really start like you said, not looking at the picture so closely, but looking at it widely, and then begin to key, even if it's from your church, start having conversations in your place of work. Start not having conversations. The Nigeria you want to see, the Nigeria we all want to see is like a is like our perfect man or perfect woman. And you know how they say you need to be the partner you want to have. Let's be the Nigeria we want to see. You. That's it. You. So that's that means it. when it's time for you to pay your worker, you pay them the full amount. Yeah. Not remember that they missed three days of work that month yeah. and because you want to save money, you remove 3K. Yeah. That is what I think. That's what I think the real, because we can do everything, we can do all of this, mm-hmm. but I think everybody needs to take it personal. You need to start to live the changes you want to see. No, yeah, yeah. So, and that's, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that and that's why like, the feminist coalition was basically an example of what we could Integrity. be. An example of what we could be. People working together, being accountable, and doing, you know, caring for one another. And Care. more importantly, with zero strings attached. Zero, zero, zero strings, strings attached. attached. No, we don't know who's behind them. We don't know their faces. We don't mm-hmm. know them. I was so impressed. Again, I, I had to catch my skepticism because my being Nigerian has trained you that way. Every day, I go, I've never seen such a thing. Every day they were giving us updates. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Nigeria? Yeah. Us? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's how you build credibility. That's, that's, that's how you build credibility. That is what it is. It wasn't a thing of we got, we got, we got, mm. we got. This is it. And this is how we use it. This is it. how we used it. And this is what's left. This is what is left. Yeah. For example, now, just that as they, they stopped taking donations, one, mm-hmm. and they give their final mm-hmm. um, account of mm-hmm. what they've spent, mm-hmm. what is left, mm-hmm. and how what is left to be used. Mm-hmm. They have 87 million naira left. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, you know, use that to, you know, help. Relief, burials, all, all these kind of things. Yeah. You know, so this is what I'm saying. We need we need a, a leader that cares and a and a leader that would usher in a government that cares. We don't have that. And Fem Coalition showed that they cared. You can have that. They cared about every protester that was out there. Every single every one. Every single one. Genuinely, I felt it. I felt it because, I, I mean, even just the, 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 the ladies working on the legal team. Mm-hmm. I remember that them, a particular day, a bunch of people were arrested. Five, uh, uh, Orezi's manager, not Orezi. Re- no, um... Ojabi. Ojabi. Yeah. Twitter did not rest till Ojabi came out of. <laughs> I was like, this is nice, this is us, because they lied to us for so long that we cannot be friends and that we cannot work together. Mm-hmm. And you see, this may be a larger conversation, but I feel like everything, everything that is a system is meant to control. Yeah. And they've and it, it can be controlled for good and controlled for bad. But we're human beings, so we know we can go both ways. Yeah. Every institution is meant for control. Yeah. And I feel like Nigerians have used the institution of education. The Nigerian government has used the institution of religion, tribalism, and economic and social class to divide Nigerians. Yeah. Because I do not be I do not understand why in 2020 well, most of us are young and have, have attained a certain level of education. Why some people from the North will still be having a cultural argument with me in 2020? I don't understand. Yeah. The Gimbian Kakandas <laughs> and that big fool that is, is suing Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, was, that was actually like, comic relief. Cause I, I, didn't know, was, I didn't know it was a real thing. But you know, 
I think I think for him, what he was just trying to do is try to like do his brand, push his brand, push his brand, <laughs> and 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 cut political favor. Because you know that they are already messaging some of us to tweet pro government. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Exactly. So he's benefiting in one way. He's cutting. Tell you how much they offered me after this. I'm not saying it on air. Oh shit. I'm not saying it on air. It is ridiculous because when they say it, I'm like. Wait, this funny. Why would you just do what the people are asking you to do? She. You would rather pay me a ridiculous amount of money to, to tweet 10 tweets. 10 pro government tweets. And there are many of us that have got many of us influencers that have collected that money For and sure. are now tweeting nonsense. For sure. Because there are people like follow and all of a sudden, children don't change. And yeah, of course, because they know people are acting, they are trying to ease into it, they are trying to mouse down the chain, small, 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 small. And I'm like, can I really blame them for taking that money? Coming off a pandemic, most of them don't have. And so now poverty has been weaponized. Yeah. Education has been weaponized. Yeah. I don't know how anybody in the North can keep voting for Bwari when that is where he is from. The North has the highest le- levels of unemployment, of illiteracy, of of insurgency. Think of it like this. You in the North, when you vote for a northern president, it's like a status symbol in itself. Oh. That's the idea. A status symbol to what end? It's yeah. like it's what you just explained to me, it's like all these Abuja boys. Yeah. Who will go and buy 2020 brambles <laughs> but cannot put fuel inside and living inside the car? That's exactly that is exactly what you are explaining to me. Yeah. To what end now? To what when end? are we going to see that this does not pay that narrative not pay anybody? But see, but see that's the thing. When you're when you're poor and you're uneducated, you grasp at anything. That's why they'll pay you one five one cost from like you are dying. At with. anything. So if 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 the guy, for example, if the leaders in their community mm-hmm. have told you vote Bari, mm-hmm. and when you vote Bari, it means that you'll be in good stead with them. And by being in good stead with them, you look good to your friends for being in good stead with them. Mm-hmm. And everybody just wants to look good. You know, in another culture, they just want to look good to each other. Mm-hmm. So it just yeah. trickles down it like that. It just falls down like you that. Know? And you see, those are the kinds of mentalities we need to find a way to break in a safe it's, way. It's tough. Because I was just thinking now, okay, okay, maybe come to this day. I want to travel to my dad's village. Okay? I want to travel to the mm-hmm. to sensitize people. Uh-huh. local government chairman come and hear that I'm trying to do the right thing. They will go and tell one person, one person will send assassins to my house. These are the things we think of. Yeah. So you may want to do the right things. Because I'm not going to lie and I'm going to say this on air. I've been very vocal about this NSAS thing. I started saying things like hide your number, hide your location, hide your this, hide your that. They will start picking people and say, it scared me. Yeah. I swear, I stopped reduced the way I was tweeting. They got to me. Yeah. Even me too, they got they to got me. They got to me. They got to me as well. They got to me when I heard, oh, they, they may be knowing your house. They got to me. Because you know the matter is, if police pick me up today, I don't know anybody. I'll probably be in the cell. Yeah. I, my, we're a regular family. We don't know anybody. Yeah. And so when I thought of that, I'm like, babe, you. I had uncles, my uncle Julius, he passed come from the UK. I know that you are passionate, but you remember the government you're fucking with? You know what I'm saying? I said this on and the And so then that made me I, I said this chill. I said this on the on the, the podcast before um the, the episode I released before the, oh. the shooting. I oh. said that you don't want the Nigerian enemy, um, the Nigerian government as your enemy because they don't they're, because they will do and they will go to the ends of the earth, Rodney. They're the same as the Russian mafia, the Chinese tribes, Triads. Italian mob. They all run the same game. They are ruthless. They are ruthless. So even me, small it, it, it's actually scared me. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. guys. I didn't make calls with my phone, direct calls with my phone for three <laughs> days. I didn't. I didn't. Everybody now, my friend was angry with me that I'm saying call me on WhatsApp. I thought I'm doing any I said, no, dear, please just call me on WhatsApp and save my life. I was scared. <laughs> I was scared. So they actually got to me. How many people like us did they get to? Yeah. And so then how do you come out of that fear? Because Rodney, I am still afraid. I want to live long enough to next year to Jabba. 
I believe that conversation appeals to you in different ways at different ages. I am gonna be 30, I will so start burning, I cannot burn children in this country. Yeah. I am sorry. It will be better one day, I agree. <laughs> but right now, yeah, right what now, are yeah. my children's inheritance inheritance in this country? I would rather go and train them. Let them be abroad and be doing protests. And say, you know what? I'm gonna come to Nigeria, I can change this with all their education, they can come back here. Let them be protesting abroad, please. Oh when they will not shoot them. Yeah. People are still protesting in London, in Italy, in Geneva, till now. Yeah. This afternoon. Because they know their government will not shoot them. Yeah. And please, international people in diasporas that are listening to this um, podcast, continue to chase these politicians abroad. Yeah. Continue to ch- make them uncomfortable. Make Let them, them know yeah. that they cannot hide anywhere. Let them come back here. Because you know something Fowl said that really resonated with me? In Nigeria, we have one healthcare problem away. One health issue away from dying. Like, you can be whoever. If you are hit in a car accident, no ambulance, no lights in the hospital, you pay for your oxygen, you pay for needle, you pay for syringe, you pay for blood, you pay for tourniquet, you pay for this, you pay for that. You, pay for that. And you, are, one, you are one thing away. And you're... you're you, Nigeria will be breathe, breathe, my sister, breathe. Just breathe. Yeah. I just need. I just. I feel like even though I need the encouragement, yeah. it's part of me and my platform. I have to also encourage Nigerians. Just whatever, whatever you feel you can do, like Rodney said. Let's start from our places of influence. I think if we start, if we don't look at it as such a huge problem, and look at it as a, we can change our communities. And really just live by example. It's the thing Christians say. Yeah. Live by example. So if you are a boss, be a fair boss. If you are a co-worker, don't try to change or manipulate or mess up your own. If you are doing business with your friend, be honest. You know, um, seek collaborations. Most of us are really united, but most of us in generation are related by our experiences and our we can all relate with each other. I yeah. think um, I think after this podcast, the way I I'm not so hopeless anymore because mm. you put some things in perspective for me. Mm. And I I think I was so I'm such a super 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 critical and think thinker. Mm. So I was looking at it from Yeah. You know. I was looking at the wide picture as opposed to this, the brush strokes, the steady brush strokes. Exactly, brush strokes. exactly. Yeah. And I think we're so many that everybody just took their own brush stroke every day. Mm-hmm. Brush stroke every day. Mm-hmm. It would be better. Because you, you, you think of your own life as a person, right? You think of how you've grown, how you've changed, the little things you've been able to do in your life, yeah. you know, to make your own like personal life better, better. you know, and just think of how... Um, that has affected your family, mm-hmm. you know, how your family is better because you're better. Because you're better. Do you get so that's how it, it, that's exactly. how it is. And so you just got to think of it like that. Just wherever you are, just be the example, be a mm-hmm. God, be the mm-hmm. difference. Exactly. And if you have kids, mm-hmm. make it a daily thing for them to see it in you and know that daddy is a man that keeps his word. Yeah. If daddy says he's taking us to eat ice cream on Saturday, Daddy is taking us to And that is how when your son grows up and he's the head of the student union and he has all this money in his account and he says, I will not touch it because my daddy was the kind of man that kept his word. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. And I think that's what it is. I, I really regret seeing the problem as so huge. Like, this is why I like talking with people because really to this podcast, I was like, huh. and yeah. now I'm like, okay, this is what we can do. And this is what we needed from our leaders. Because yeah. I don't have, the, I don't have, 100 million followers yeah. you know they do they do but they they, they they don't know what to say and and we need that we need someone who can speak on these things and help people calm down and like see and when, when people calm down and just know that okay you know we're in this together mm-hmm. like we're not just all like like i said scatter brain headless chicken running around that's what it, that's what they did to us mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. because that's what happens when you're leaderless yeah when you have decided that that there's no one who can tell you anything. Yeah, which it, it was good that we didn't. We get the logic of not wanting to happen either, but I think it becomes apparent now. And I think Nigerians, we need to come out of this. We we need to be so not pessimistic. I know that they trained us to be that way, the logic but let's was try flawed. and believe somebody. It was. it was. But can you see where we came from? Yeah, yeah. 
which is why I'm appealing. Let's let's have a faith in some of us since we've all been through the struggle together, mm-hmm. right? Um, most of us here in government schools, you belong to students' unions. You can tell your student union leaders that are not cor- that are corrupt mm-hmm. and are doing the wrong things. From that moment, begin to cut them down. Because it's all these student union leader, student union president that look good on their CV that they will even consider them for local government chairman now. Yeah. If you keep that stuff out, they will consider you. Wasn't there a guy on the news? Yes, he says, exactly. Yeah, who was a student leader, uh, some leader. And it's so funny how all of them that are student, they were not all students, so most of them were <laughs> drop out. So 50 years old. See guys, let's just agree and promise ourselves that we individually as people will make the continued effort every day to live and be the Nigeria we want to see. That's it. Each person. That's it. Each person. Everything you want to see, everything you want to see, mirror it. Yeah. And so therefore, me, Rodney, Sandra, Chidera, Daniela, friends, mm. Rodney is acting differently. So Isis starts acting differently. Mm-hmm. So Daniel starts acting differently. Mm-hmm. And Chidera starts acting differently. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, everybody in your village is so aware and before you know, everybody in your village is calling all their friends in school. And because there's nothing like a common belief. Yeah. It's like a common belief. And if we can just get these people that we don't have the, the opportunity to be on social media like us, to believe in it like we do, and get them to see why they should care. Mm. They should care about it. They should care about it. I think we can begin to make, and, and I'm, I'm making a commitment here. Mm. On 2023, mm. the moment I know we can get our PVCs, I will pay for a hundred people to get their PVCs. I wish I could do more. We will have our own Zoom group. I love it. On the same day, we will all match there. I will find a consultant who will get it. it. Because, I love it. See, and I just hope you see how everybody in America is campaigning votes, mm. votes, votes. I'm not even trying to say votes for this, vote for that. You are if you can think, we will do the wrong. Just vote because Rodney, I was one of the people who believed. I'll say it here. I believe that if your votes really counted, they would not let you vote. Yeah. So I have never voted in Nigeria. Yeah. But 2023, I will vote, ma. <laughs> <laughs> I will so vote. Let it be that I voted so that I would not be feeling as guilty as I feel now. Yeah. I feel so guilty. Mm. So guilty. Maybe if I voted, it's not like we had a the best choices and that is the thing we need to have better choices better choices yeah don't vote don't let this just let's have more choices leaders with character and see it's, it's simple it's not like we, see, when Buhari was campaigning it's not like all, all he's doing now is something that we did not see or know mm-hmm. he was, if we saw the signs we just you know for whatever reason either we didn't vote or we voted out of sentiment or whatever mm-hmm. we saw the signs that this is how we could be mm-hmm. let's look for leaders who have fucking sense who have gravitas who have charisma and who have people that can speak to that charisma and gravitas so if in your cv in the first couple of years of your cv they say you walked this place i want to be able to find some you know how it is in the space yeah if you rape the game in uni somebody will find out somebody will find and out. it will come out yeah that shit don't happen here yeah Except if you're Fatou Imbo or Two-Face or... Uh, when you're doing good things that people will find out is one that you're I want... I just... I just... I just... After this, I'm so energized and now I can actually think mm. what I can do. Because it's now... Okay, what can you do? Is it, what can you do? What can you do with your platform or Tony and something gay followers? What can you do, really? Because it's, it's fine to come and post fine pictures and post fine things. To be fair, it's not fine because I don't have time for all those things. Everybody knows I'm letting them down on Instagram. I don't have time. I define money. But using something big, social engineering, everybody who is an influencer, it's not only cream you will influence for. It's not only hair you will influence for. Talk to, talk to, talk, go home. Eh? Mm. Go home. Mm. When you go home for Christmas, mm. have a conversation with the boys in your area. How mm. are they? Mm. How are you seeing things? What do you think can happen? Make you get me because it's nice to be playing paid millions to smell for glue. To what end? I think, like you said, we all need to have that ownership. All of us. I'm glad you mentioned to what end because it's so funny because. 
I feel like no matter how much money you have in Nigeria, your life could always be better as long as you're in this it's country. Because Rodney, you're a billionaire now. Eh? Okay. Maybe the mansion in Mr. Hill. Everything you want, you have the two million to buy your diesel. Easily, do you need to spend that two million? Why must you spend that two million on this one? You can spend it and it will not pinch you. But why should you? Why should you spend that ten million? Why? You buy Intel data. There are not enough base stations because they will collect contracts and they will not build the base stations. Mm-hmm. So your Intel is not working. When will people begin to understand that we are all collectively in the sofa here? You live in Ikoi. Ikoi has some of the worst roads in Lagos. Yeah. The worst roads in Lagos. It's going to have some of the war. Jesus Christ. Yo, she see her face, man. The she worst, just... The worst road. I thought I was on a mountain and valleys. I thought I was going to a pilgrimage. Once you're going to somewhere in Nikoi. Mm. All of us need to all realize that we are all collectively in the crowd. Your money doesn't save you. Your money doesn't save you. And there was this argument I saw today how to be fair, the upper, the richer class will actually never be um, challenged because you know how the Marxist theory that the poor will begin to um, eat the rich and whatever. But that's not true. The poor will begin to affect the middle class. We are the ones that have the issue. Okay was killed. How did Okay die? Okay lived in the barracks. It just seemed like he had a semblance of easier living. He was killed by hoodlums. Hoodlums are killed and vandalized because they are upset. Kule that lives in the Putemeta and is sleeping under the bridge is upset like me too. It's normal. It's just that our realities are different. Why are Kule one killed for one five and you will be justified? You, they've, 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 they've broken your business. You are angry. You too, you will be justified in doing whatever you want, you want to do. But the ideologies are different. How do we get Kuli and Isilomo to be angry at the same master? Yeah. That is what it is. Yeah. Because believe you me, when the people who are very, 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 very exploited begin to rise up, they will not go for the elites. Yeah. It will be the middle class. Yeah. Because you are easily accessible. An easy target. Easy. These people are your gatemen and your cooks and your drivers and your stuff. So you begin to need to begin to think how you can start to relate with, with these people and find a common ground yeah. with these people. And I think you and I can never, who are we, have all the conversations. But I hope these uh, podcasts will begin to make people think of certain topics. Oh, yeah. And the more we talk, obviously, and the more we talk about it, I think the more we, mm. Mm. you know, get where we're supposed to be. I think th- the last thing I'll say is when next we're, we're reciting the anthem, the national anthem, mm-hmm. and we get to that part when we say maybe the labels of our heroes past not being vain. We we're, we're, we're not referring to those who 60 years ago. We're nope, referring to Tuesday. Tuesday. And those people, who else has been killed yeah. anywhere else in Nigeria? Those are the heroes. Those are the heroes. Those are the DJ heroes. Switch is the, the hero. hero. Yeah. Because if she didn't go live, we wouldn't believe these things. Mm-hmm. If she didn't go live, a woman I stand, if she didn't go live, we too would have been met with some level of uh, this really, 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 because it's so unfathomable that you would think that that would happen. Yeah. You Try. know? <laughs> Bro! Child. You, you know, this year has been, you know, full of hyper-condensed traumatic events from January to fucking now. And I'm, even in your personal life, I feel like for everyone, um, oh, 31st nights for church, eh? 31st nights. <laughs> All churches begin to start doing your overflowing because I think God has shown Nigerians that it's really God this 2020 <laughs> because if you made it past this year yeah. with everything intact and that is why I love Nigerians because of COVID-19 alone the fallout of, of the mental health fallout I'm a person who is very very intuitive so for people that are my friends, and I just, only for my friends, people that you follow me, me on Twitter and we know each other, and you know, many of them, you know, Twitter, everybody comes in the name of bands, but people are really expressing their real, their minds. Yeah. People are hurt, people are going through a lot, and I would see friends of mine tweet things, and immediately I'll just call them, Are you okay? And literally, it's like all they wanted was somebody to ask them, Are you okay? 
So everybody to have, and they'll just pour their mind and so much mental stress alone. And then this, and then we still pull through this with that trauma. A resilient generation of amazing people. We tried. Believe in yourselves. We fucking tried. Believe in yourselves. Um, I think the final thing I would say is, man, that's the final thing I would say. Let's just <laughs> believe in this, in this hype. Yeah. Believe in it. Um, we were able to get international, international um recognition. We were able to disgrace our government abroad. Let's continue to disgrace them. Yeah. Let's continue to disgrace them. Let's don't make them feel comfortable just no. you know doing what they're doing. Let them feel the pressure. Eh? Yeah. Let them feel the pressure, Nigerians. Well done. I yeah. have to say. Well done. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Isilomo on the podcast speaking truth and and just truth. Thank you for joining me, Yoisi. I'm always happy to join you. In fact, I think I want to work for you for free. <laughs> Let me be your co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we, we will have a blast. Happy, we have a always blast. Always happy to be on this. Always happy to be on this. And guys, please keep supporting Rodney. This is a fantastic tool. Mm. Um, conversations are always very proper, educative, insightful, and in part of trying to educate yourself, these are the things you should be listening to. Mm. So please, Preach. blow this podcast up. Okay? You heard it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>